Welcome to Holy Trinity Episcopal Church in Nevada City, California. Our sermon this morning is brought to us by our priest, Brad Helmuth, and we are in the fifth Sunday after Epiphany. Have you ever thought about your life and said to yourself, where would I be without the people in my life? Have you thought about the people in your life that have supported you, encouraged you, been there when you needed it the most? I think about this all the time. I think about how important it has been in my life to have a community around me, people that will love me and care for me and support me, pray for me, come alongside me, To me, community is everything. The fact that we do gather, but also how we gather and what that looks like and who's included. I received a letter this week. I want to read a portion of it. person writes to me, this is a visitor, not someone that goes here all the time. And that person wants, she says, I want to make a new commitment to give rightly what belongs to the Lord, both my money and my time going forward into this new year. She says, my grandmother has been attending Holy Trinity for many years. I do not have a church building to call my own since I suffer from anxiety regarding religious themes. So this is someone that struggles. And this person wanted this note to remain anonymous, which is why I'm not going to share who it is. But there's anxiety going on. It says, it's something I have been slowly recovering recovering from throughout the last decade. I visited your lovely congregation last month with my grandmother. That was the first church service that I'd been to in months. I was very nervous the night before when I decided to attend. Just the thought of going to church sometimes makes my heart race. But all my fears were allayed as I approached the entrance to your beautiful hall of worship. The warmth and acceptance of your small but passionate community was instantly palpable. That is lovely. Don't you think? Now, this is, I was talking to Sarah about this this morning. You can have a meeting with everyone and say, okay, we're going to be really welcoming the people that show up, and I want you to do this, and I want you to do that, and will you make sure, right? We could have one of those meetings. We did not have one of those meetings. But somebody came into our space, into this space, into our community, with all the messiness that we all know so well with our own lives. And the care was palpable. It was noticeable. And it was effective. I have no idea whether this person will ever come back into this space. My hope is this person gets settled someplace. But the importance of community cannot be said enough. 
Again, think about your own life, even how you got here. How did you get into this space? How did you come to Holy Trinity? Why are you still here? Right? Sometime in 2007, my little family and myself, we needed a place to be that was safe. And safe is code word for no one will know us. We needed that. For lots of reasons we needed that. And for lots of reasons I thought this might be the perfect place. Because the particular circles that I was running in, um, the, those people wouldn't be here in my mind. That's what I'm thinking. Now I look around this morning and there are a lot of those people around here. But at that time in my mind, I thought, <clears throat> probably an Episcopal church is safe for me to go and my family to go. I had heard some things in the community about this church. I had another friend who had been through some things and this was a good place for he and his family to be at. And so, um, and so we came here. I remember coming up just into the front of the property in the sidewalk there and um, Christopher saying, dude, <laughs> and greeting me. He knew who I was and I didn't really know who he was. But he knew me because two of, two of uh, Christopher and Gay's daughters had come through my youth group. Um, we kind of knew one another, but not really. He knew me. He welcomed me. And that just continued on as we came into this place and this space. And as, as we continued to be here, as I continued to be here, um, some 13 years later, now in a dress on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Community means everything. There was something that I desperately needed. And that my family desperately needed. And I had no idea at the time whether this would be a permanent stop or a temporary one. In fact, I thought it would have been temporary because in my mind, after 20 years of youth ministry, I thought I was going to find another church and go and be a youth pastor somewhere else. So in my mind, it was short term. And God laughed, because I made plans, and God had other plans for me. And so here I am, which is a direct result of community, a direct result of the very same thing described here, 13 years later, with many different faces in the mix but the same loving heart, the same desire to be, as the gospel says, salt and light, or in other places, the hands and feet of Jesus, where people routinely bear one another's burdens, encourage one another, lift one another up, come alongside, where together we do much more than we ever could do on our own. Right? Was it Aristotle that said the sum of the whole is greater than its parts? Does anyone know whether or not that's true? What's that? Pythagoras. Was it Pythagoras? See, by throwing my name out there, I knew it was going to be wrong. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm openly saying I don't know. I just know the truth of that matter that, <clears throat> that individually we possess different things. God has created us in different ways. 
that he has given us different talents and abilities. And that in and of themselves they are good, but in community they are better. They operate in the superlative when we get together. It is, psychologists call that right, the gestalt, don't they call that something along those lines, right? It's this idea that the whole is, is better than the composite parts. So that what we can do together is a beautiful thing. Now again, I know that to be true in my life. And I know lots of you know that to be true in your life as well. Many of you have walked through different seasons of your life and have been cared for deeply by people who call Holy Trinity home. Why is this all important? Well, <clears throat> ever since my wedding, my, uh, my buddy Matt uh, preached the, the homily and he referenced a book called The Second Mountain, if you remember those who were at the wedding. And I'm not going to go into a detailed account of The Second Mountain, okay? so don't worry about that. That might take me a while. But the point of describing or going through this book is to say that at, different, at a much later season in our life, most of us come to this second mountain. And the second mountain is the place we were meant to be. It is our whole self. It is our authentic self. It is the self that is selfless. He describes first mountain thinking as being, um, well, in lots of different ways, but self-oriented. Not necessarily selfish, right? Don't think about somebody that's a money grabber. We're not necessarily talking about that, but, it, but it is a, it's a direction focused on the self, concerned with the self. Um, I've got to go to school, I've got to go to college, I've got to graduate, then I have to get on with this company so I can provide for my family and get married and blah, 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 blah right? It's kind of this thinking that is very niche and very directional. <clears throat> Second mountain thinking is not anything like that. It is more concerned with others than it is concerned with self. Second mountain thinking is gospel thinking if we look at the details of it. That's why I bring this up. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. Now, what he doesn't say is, you're the salt. What he says is, you're the salt. You see the distinction in that? It's pretty powerful. If you sent a bunch of individuals out and said, you go and you go and you go, you be the hands of the feet, and you be the hands of the feet, you be the hands of the feet. No. <clears throat> Together we are the hands and feet. Together we are the salt of the earth. Together we are with God's light. Together. In all of our messiness, in all of our grace and mercy and forgiveness, but most importantly, in all of our love and the way that we choose to express that in community. I like the way in the New Testament reading it says the result of that. It talks about uh, being a blessing. Uh, Isaiah is talking about it. It says, The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong, and you shall be like a watered garden 
like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach. As a community, we are called to be repairers of the breach. The breach being the effects of sin on the life of this world. Colic talks about sin. It talks about the effects of sin. It talks about getting us back into this abundance that God has for us. The only way that you get into abundance is to repair the breach. And God has called you and I to be repairers of the breach. Do you feel like a repairer of a breach? Because while we might think about that specifically in our own lives, to repair the breach in our own lives and come unto salvation and those types of things, <clears throat> this is really a charge. It is quite similar to Jesus' charge, right? Jesus is speaking to his disciples. It's a sermon on the mount. He's communicating them and he's going to send them out. He's not saying, you go repair yourself. He didn't say to them, you have everything together when he said to his disciples, did he? Because did his disciples have everything together? No. Do we want examples? Right? <laughs> Peter. We'll just say Peter's name. Right? But they were all guilty as you move through the Gospels. God, God calls them to that task. And God calls us to this task as well. To be salt, and to be light, to show people the true foundation, to show people what abundant living looks like in life, and to be repairs of the breach. Amen? In the name of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit.